Welcome to the podcast of Hill Country Institute Live, Exploring Christ and Culture, a program of Hill Country Institute in Austin, Texas. The Hill Country Institute is a nonprofit organization dedicated to renewing and equipping the body of Christ to engage culture in changing times with the heart and mind of Christ. Welcome back to Hill Country Institute Live, Exploring Christ and Culture. This is Larry Leninschmidt. I'm your host. And today we're very excited to have a conversation about praying for our neighbor. And our neighbor is Mexico. And how do we think about the needs of Mexico, caring for Mexico, and building a relationship individually and as a country with our neighbor? Our guests today are Rick Lane. Rick is a member of the prayer ministry at First Presbyterian Church in San Antonio. And Chris and Francilia McReynolds, they're with Amo Mexico, uh, a ministry that we're going to hear more about that's very involved in the lives of churches and families, parents and children, the Ninos mm-hmm. of Mexico. So welcome, Rick, Chris, and Francilia. Thank, Thank you, Larry. Thank, Thank you. you. It's really, really a delight to have you here today. So, you know, before we uh, had a little break there, we were talking some about Amo. So why don't you tell us uh, a little bit more about AMO, and particularly AMO Mexico, and what what it does, what your hopes are, what your dreams are, what the ministry is accomplishing now. Uh, what we're doing is helping uh, churches equip parents and other leaders to work with children. Parents are uh, God's primary educators of their children, and um, unfortunately, a lot of parents are very willing to do that, but they don't really have the the means or, or don't know how to do that. So we're helping uh, churches help their parents to um, teach their children. So you find leaders through the churches. You come alongside the church, and right. then you train the people that the church have helped, helped to identify and lift up for this ministry. Exactly. These are U.S. and Mexico churches working together to help their uh, parents and uh, their members to educate their children. Okay. So, so in a sense, you're you're working to disciple a nation, aren't you? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Okay. And and you mentioned the term Christian self-government. So, how is that coming down to the level of a parent and a family and a child? Uh, that's actually part of the principles that we teach during the training. Uh-huh. Uh, we teach. Uh, we use uh, what we call the uh, principle approach. You know, we teach that principles, uh, the Bible is full of principles. So self-government has to do with teaching the child to depend on the Lordship of Christ to make his decisions or her decisions, you know, according to his will and or his own, mm-hmm. submitting to Christ. So that, that that's one of the foundations of the program. That yes. You're, you have the, uh, you're teaching people to think biblically about mm-hmm. all of life. Right. Uh, especially because many parents are used to the external government, either no-nos or the don'ts, but they don't, they don't know how to start from the internal. And the only one that can, can start from the internal is Christ. So the self, Christian self-government principle teaches that discipline and, you know, self-government starts from within the heart. You know, Christ living there. So that's one of the main, you know, principles that we teach and we use actually compact, what we call pactos. Okay, so, so AMO is about the church, it's about families, but then there's this, this special side about children. 
the, the, there's this wonderful world for, word for, for children in Mexico, the niños. It just, it just conjures up a lovely image. Tell, tell me about how the children and their transformation can change the, the next generation and the life in Mexico. Uh, one uh, testimony that stands out to me that just um, kind of puts it in a nutshell is um, in Mexico City there's a, an ALMA program, and the local uh, teacher there who went through a training related this story that um, one of her students, her name is uh, Julieta, um, her, her family was never really uh, committed to one church. They would go to church hopping or what have you. Mm-hmm. Um, but when Julieta was uh, being nurtured through the program, uh, her imagination, her heart, her, her, uh, the way she makes reasons using God's scriptures, uh, all of that nurtured her heart to an extent that uh, she told her parents, you know, as they were on their way out the door, look, I want to stay here and, and uh, I love my classes here. Um, and, and so she uh, had the family stay there. They, she anchored them there. And then uh, Julieta told her cousin, Evelyn, who was not didn't know Christ. Her family didn't go to church at all, uh, didn't know the story of salvation. So she brought her cousin and that family into the church, and so that's how the um, the, the church is growing. These these young girls are growing in their faith, and they're they're uh, owning their faith. They're making decisions based on uh, on, on Christ's mind, and mm-hmm. so it's very very impressive how uh, it's growing. So I, I I recall one story you told about a grandmother. It was instrumental in getting the program going in a particular yes. church. And yes, so that's another wonderful story uh, in Nuevo Laredo. Uh, Glorious, this grandmother um, was presented uh, an introduction to the program, and you know we're going to teach children biblically and teach them to draw on God's wisdom to to guide their life and make decisions. Well, she was inspired, but uh, Gloria. I only went through like the second grade. Um, she just didn't have an opportunity for educate uh, any more education than that. She had to work, <clears throat> and so. But she stood up and she said, "We need to uh, reach our our. Uh, we need to help our grandchildren." Um, so she stood up and and volunteered to direct the program. She didn't know how to do it, but we walked alongside her, and uh, churches in the U.S. with prayers. Uh, bolstering her her confidence and uh she became a wonderful director for the program and uh and we trained other um people in the church to actually be the teachers and uh we trained gloria and um uh that was about seven years ago and that program is still going and and uh, producing fruit and helping children to uh internalize and and uh and take on the mind of christ Mm -hmm. in their life so you're, on the one hand, working with the church. On another hand, you're spreading through different parts of Mexico. Mm-hmm. And on another hand, you're, you're multi-generational because parents, grandparents, and children are all impacted. Exactly. Now, what are some of the cities that you're, that you're in now? How is it spread in Mexico? Uh, it has spread from the north part, central part. We have programs in uh, Nuevo Laredo, uh, Monclova. We have programs in Mexico City, Guerrero. Puebla, then God has moved 
you know, through Tabasco, Oaxaca, Campeche, Merida, recently. So you're, you're really following the pattern that Jesus followed. He had his <laughs> disciples, and they went out, and they built ministry. So you're, you're working with the churches to develop the ministry in a broad and, and deep way, both. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Well, uh, you're, uh, you're involved in another program. As, or you're one of the ministries involved in a program called MexEd. And uh, MexEd is a, is a great concept. I love it and, and have been part of it. But tell us, tell us, what is MexEd and how does AMO fit into MexEd? Right. MexEd it stands for uh, Christian Discipleship, uh, Discipleship and Christian Education in Mexico. And it is a, uh, an effort to bring together Christian educators and, and uh, whether they be schools, churches, individuals, just a full kind of seminaries, all levels of educators uh, together to um, annually to to hear each other, learn from each other, inspired, be inspired by the God's work through each one of them, and so we're we're uh, gelling, so to speak, the the Christian educators and, and discipleship ministries in Mexico and and the U.S. Uh, so that these ministries are not out there by themselves, mm-hmm. and so that has been a a wonderful um, expression of the, uh, of the body of Christ and has really helped a lot of ministries. There's been a, our first MexEd resulted in a dozen different uh, initiatives of those ministries working together and who had never met each other before. So it's really uh, very helpful. So you're, you're bringing people together that have common interests, even if they're place in the education process may be different because exactly you think of children but right. it's not all children it's about families right but then so if you if you see that as the beginning with children then you you go all the way through seminary education right and so there are we're, seminaries we're, as well. exactly. it's a it's integrating the church uh, you know we ask for prayer to integrate the church in mexico and so uh we'll have at one table uh children's ministry uh leaders speaking with seminary uh, presidents uh, and they're sharing together and coming together uh, and realizing hey we're all in this together it, it it's the the body of Christ uh, educating and discipling young people uh, even and, and older people it's a holistic uh, integrated view uh, approach so are, are, let me ask you a question Chris and mm-hmm. are there Christian colleges in Mexico no no, that's uh, well, the country has 120 million people, right? <laughs> right. What's the story there? Yeah, that's that's one of the prayers that we would like to ask. AMO will be a, a very good re- tool and resource to start schools and Lord willing to become colleges in the future. If they would like to use this, you know, curriculum, they can develop. So there's a need of you know colleges in Mexico. Mm-hmm. So in the United States, we have um, dozens of post-Christian colleges, Harvard, Yale, Princeton, go down the list. We also have colleges that still have some church relationship and, and Christian relationship, um, Rhodes College in, in, um, in, uh, near Memphis, and uh, Austin College, and, and then we've got Christian colleges like Wheaton, Liberty, um, and others. You're saying that in Mexico... There are none. There are dozens of missing 
Christian colleges? There are, uh, you know, colleges that are started by Christians. The, the problem is they don't follow a biblical standard. You know, sometimes they say it, my school is Christian or, uh, you know, there, there's a college in Tabasco that is started by a church in Tabasco. Uh, however, they don't teach, you know, the Bible as their, one of the main subjects. So that, that's the lack of that un- biblical understanding that we would, would love to see flourishing as well. And so, so to create those colleges will involve the, the members of the congregations exactly. throughout the country and a, and a vision for education. And right. so MexEd is, is actually bringing all the parties that can, can, on the one hand, prepare the teachers and leaders for children's ministry the, to, together with the people who are doing children and family ministry so who, whose children are going to need a, such a college. They're right. going to need higher education. Are there, and, and implications of this are also that there are no Christian hospitals in Mexico. Uh, here in San Antonio, we have the Methodist Health Center. Uh, we've in Dallas, we've got Presbyterian Hospital. We've got Baptist hospitals all around us in San Antonio. There have been mission efforts and, and to start hospitals. And, but, uh, yes, uh, from within the country, there's just that lack of uh, uh, institution building by the church that really um, blesses the nation um, and so it, it's really a grassroots uh, effort um, not an effort on our part we see God raising up this vision transforming the nation uh, through his word through his uh, way of uh, living life making decisions and all that comes from within it's internal to external uh, we often try to we can't legislate um, morality, as we've often heard, and that's true. We ha- it has to start within, it has to start with Christ in our in our hearts, and each heart, each child, uh, expressing itself through daily decision making, reasoning with the scriptures, uh, an imagination nurtured by His Word, uh, imagination to co- overcome some of these problems that are that are would just uh, that are just burying people right and left. Yet, uh, with the mind of Christ, uh, it can be overcome. And uh, these problems, such as the drug cartels and, and the, the crime, the corruption, the, uh, all of these problems are symptoms of a, a deeper level problem. We need to, as a church, come together and uh, nurture those hearts. So when we when we think about MexEd, we're thinking about a group of ministries that are doing this for different niches, different places. Uh, areas exactly. of Mexican culture. Uh, so tell us tell us a little bit about some of the other ministries that are involved in MexEd. Well, we've mentioned Christmas International, uh, who we work hand-in-hand hand with uh, with AMA. Elizabeth Yeomans, uh the founder of Chrysalis, uh, publishes AMA. And so and she mentors. She's actually mentoring the uh, four new trainers for Mexico. Um, it's a nine you know a two year process it's very serious and uh so so we, these these trainers are the people that go into the churches exactly and when the church has identified people that are to be part of the ministry right. the trainer comes in and builds them up right so exactly you have a, an apprenticeship program right it starts with the, the five day training that we mentioned but uh it continues on we walk with them uh from then on basically establishing their programs or we've had parents you know who teach that's the, really the main goal is to get parents to uh, equipped in their god-given role to be the primary educators of the children so your trainers in one sense are disciples because they're discipling 
the right. families, the churches, the leaders that, right. are, that are being raised up. Right. Yeah, exactly. AMO is also a ministry of discipleship, as well as MEXED. Actually, MEXED stands for Education and Discipleship in Mexico. Mm-hmm. And, and the idea of, you know, coming together and be a source for the churches. Yeah. So that the churches will see us as, you know, facilitators of programs that can enrich their own programs or, you know, in their families as well, to be used in their families as well. Some so it's discipleship, too. Mm-hmm. Some of the other programs uh, or ministries, uh, Samia, uh, this is a, a leadership development, uh, Christian leadership development ministry, uh, Project Amistad, the border ministry that I got started in, uh, uh, AMO Mexico is what we're calling it. Uh, the work that we're doing, um, the San Pablo Seminary in, in Merida, uh, Sureste Presbytery in uh, DNA in as well. Tabasco, right? DNA, Disciple Nations Alliance. Uh-huh. Um, so Disciple Nations Alliance isn't just involved in Mexico, but they try to bring transformation in cultures around the world. Exactly. Yes. So mm-hmm. bring a lot of insight exactly. and, and uh, teaching through Darrell Miller and, and others. Right. And, their, and these, uh, you know, it's it's across denominations. It's independent churches. It's uh, a wide variety of uh, expressions of the church coming together uh, with the, uh, a focus on um, discipleship and Christian education. And speaking of discipleship, uh, me as the, train, the only trainer will see the need for discipling more trainers. So mm-hmm. there's another level of these uh, trainers or apprenticeships that we use so they go online for nine months and take this course so right now we have four more mexican uh future trainers uh and so we disciple them we work with mm-hmm. them we visit the programs as well and so that's the idea to grow to to, to to you know to disciple each other and do that with other future trainers as well so we're we're thinking today about prayer for mexico if you've just joined us this is hill country institute live and today's program is a special program about prayer for Mexico. We're talking now about AMO Mexico, the ministry that, that Chris and Francilia are uh, directly involved with, but also uh, MEXED, this program of bringing multiple ministries together. So, Chris and Francilia, how does this lead us to pray? What are prayer needs of these ministries, of this initiative, that we can ask people to be thinking about in their own prayer lives? Well, I would repeat... Um to pray for the integration of the church in Mexico. Uh, this uh, Mexed event is a sort of a manifestation of that, but it really needs to, we really need to not just gather together once a year for, for a conference. There's lots of conferences, but uh, truly to uh, integrate the church to um, uh, realize the, mo- the movement that we believe God is, is raising up in Mexico. And uh, it involves partners from across the border. It doesn't. It's not just uh, uh, folks in Mexico. It, it's it's involving churches like Westlake Hills in Austin, uh, First Presbyterian Church in San Antonio, many other churches, many other individuals who God has placed it on their heart are involved in this. And so uh, that that's my my prayer. If I had to choose one pray uh, prayer for Mexico, mm-hmm. and. What about praying for churches to be receptive to these programs and, and sure. praying for people to be lifted up to, yeah. to take on a leadership role? Because families change through that, don't they? Exactly. Yes. Yeah, yeah I, will, I would also ask for prayers for the churches 
that they would change their vision for educating the educating the next generation. Mm-hmm. So that that involves families, children, the youth uh, in our prayers as well. If you're interested in learning more about prayer for Mexico, uh, Chris, please call Chris McReynolds. His phone number is eight three zero seven one nine. 5812. That's 830-719-5812. Or you can visit the Hill Country Institute website. Uh, Again, this is a program about prayer. We're hoping to facilitate and encourage churches and individuals to pray, to have a prayer service. First Presbyterian Church in uh, San Antonio has an annual prayer service for Mexico. We'd we'd love to see other churches come alongside and be part of that. But, you know, the Lord hears you. If If you're driving along now and you hear this program, Pray with us. You know, if yes. you're if you're getting the shower, you've got a few extra minutes here or there. There's always a receptive and hearing Lord who's available to us. So these these uh, sense of not having Christian colleges, is there anything specific that's working now, or is that something that we really should be praying that that there's a a movement to put Christian colleges in Mexico? Yes, I would say so. Um, I think not only us, but other churches in Mexico are also concerned about that need in in, in the nation because they see churches having, you know, uh, courses that can be offered to educate the children and the youth. But when it comes to colleges, they have to send their children to, you know, secular colleges or Humanist, sure. with a humanistic no background, choice. exactly. Yeah. So there's no choice. So there are efforts that have been done, but we are actually praying that mm-hmm. more will come. And sure. you know, like we think this starts with uh, the, the encouraging the parents again, encouraging the parent, the parents in their role to educate their children. Now this is, doesn't have to take on a formal. Uh, uh, form of uh you know a homeschooling uh effort uh so we do have homeschoolers in the in the programs taking it uh but we our vision god's vision is to raise up the the parents uh ability and and vision and desire to teach their children god's word and god's uh principles and uh many of these many parents just don't feel equipped for that and um, that's the, the the whole effort is to come alongside parents, uh, help these churches uh, to come alongside the parents and, and give them very practical, uh, very inspired uh, 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 training to sure. to fulfill their role. And sometimes it's something simple, isn't it? The blessing of a father. We've, mm-hmm. we've heard stories about Yes, there's many stories. Of, it seems like uh, the blessing is very in, impactful part of the training is to help parents uh learn to pray and bless their children um and we we have many many uh testimonies about that we have people adults in our trainings who are in tears when they uh, go through that session on blessing about blessing because they, they'd never been blessed by their their father and so that's there a was time a gap in their own right soul mm-hmm. Exactly. So now they're able to touch their, their children. And you also teach a parent, children to pray for their parents, correct? Exactly. Yes, in, in our Bible class, uh, when the class finishes, the teacher sends the children with these um, cards for prayer 
by the mother and blessing by the father. So we ask the children, we teach them the power of blessing because the power of blessing is in the Bible. So God uses the parents, uh, particularly the male, to be, to be the ones that will bless their children. And it, this is very impacting because, you know, what do you hear from, from a child? Sometimes curses more than blessing. So one time we had this story of a child in Merida that he was crying that his dad just blessed him mm-hmm. for the first time. That was oh, very yeah. neat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's two yeah. little boys in Oaxaca. This this stands out. Their parents in a very, uh, very tumultuous uh, marriage. They're praying for their parents. They're mm-hmm. taking their these little boys are actually ministering to their parents in. Uh, it's very touching. And that, that happened in your first program, didn't it? The, the Gloria's grandchildren yes. happened to be in the program. Yes, back to Gloria. Um, the, the boys prayed for their the, dad. The little boys were praying for their dad. Their dad, Federico, was in jail Jail in the U.S. He was um, trafficking, uh, helping people cross the border without the papers. And so he got caught, and the boys were writing to their dad about this program. The dad is now a director in that program and so that is and he has entered into a program to be uh, a pastor an ordained pastor so there's many he gave up the life of crime partly as after following the prayers of his children god hears the prayers of children he honors honors the prayers of children yes bring the children unto me amen well i want to thank our guests for being here today we encourage you to pray for mexico join with the prayer ministry at first Presbyterian Church in San Antonio. Rick Lane's here representing them. Thank you for your support and partnership. And thank you, Chris and Francilia McReynolds of Amo, Mexico. Thank you for the stories. Thank you for giving us insight. If you're with us, please pray for Mexico. This is Larry Lenichmet, Hill Country Institute Live. We ask you to visit the Hill Country Institute website, consider supporting the program. But today, we ask you to pray for Mexico. Bless you, and we'll be with you again. Hill Country Institute and First Presbyterian Church San Antonio invite your prayers for Mexico. Prayer service at First Presbyterian Church Tuesday, October 13th at noon. Would you organize a prayer service at your church? Would you pray personally for Mexico? October 13th, noon, First Presbyterian Church prayer service. To organize a prayer service for Mexico at your church, visit hillcountryinstitute.org. Pray for God to bless Mexico.